This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for tuning in. Yesterday, Governor Gretchen Whitmer made Michigan the first state to ban flavored vaping products. Whitmer ordered the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services to issue emergency rules to ban the sale of flavored nicotine vaping products in stores and online. Now, this is a pretty aggressive move against a popular but controversial cigarette substitute. The governor's move comes after Michigan's chief medical executive, Dr. Jonay Khaldun, made a finding that youth vaping constitutes a public health emergency. We want to talk now with Dr. Jonay Khaldun about this decision, but we really want to hear from you. Tell us what your experience has been with these e-cigarettes and with these flavored e-cigarettes. Does that seem like a product that's being marketed to children, marketed to children inappropriately? And do you think this is a public health emergency? Is this something that you really need to get after in uh, dealing with the regulations for these new kinds of cigarette substitutes. As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. And I want to welcome Dr. Joan A. Khaldun to the program. It's great to have you here. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. So uh, let's start with this idea that youth vaping constitutes a public health emergency. Tell us why you think that's true. Yeah, so the youth use of e-cigarettes is, is absolutely a public health emergency. What we've seen across the country is that e-cigarette use among middle and high school students has increased by 900%, and that was specifically between 2011 and 2015. Here in Michigan over the past few years, we have some counties that have more than doubled the number of students who are using e-cigarettes, and for most of them, the first e-cigarette they used was a flavored product. Of course, we know that nicotine is very addictive. We know that it leads to things like cancer and heart disease. And what's the most concerning, what I think a lot of people have heard about over the past several weeks, is that we now have these uh, severe respiratory diseases popping up across the country where people are in intensive care units. We're seeing deaths. Uh, and we have six of those cases that we're investigating right now in the state of Michigan. All of those reasons uh, are, are why this is a public health emergency and why we need to take bold steps to do something about it. So there's a good chance that you're going to face some litigation as a result of this decision, and especially over this question of whether it constitutes an emergency that gives your department authority to make this kind of a sweeping rule change. Can you put that in a little context for us? In other words, uh, is there an analogous situation that where you declare something a public health emergency like this that would that would seem similar, I guess, to what you're doing with vaping? Yes. Both local and state public health officials actually have the authority under the public health code to be able to promulgate rules to safeguard the public's health. Um, and we can do that, uh, again, under public health code. And uh, it's specifically 
basically when you see things, when you look at data and there are things that are occurring that you think are a severe danger to the public's health. And so you need to be bold. And that's what we're doing and why we're going to be issuing these emergency rules. And and do you expect to survive the, the legal challenges that uh, that will undoubtedly be made against this? We did connect with the Attorney General's office. Uh, we do believe that we have sound footing uh, regarding this rule. I'll tell you, as a public health professional, as a doctor, um, I do what's right for the public's health. I do what's right um, for, for the youth of our state. Uh, and so uh, I'm going to keep on advancing and, and promoting what, what's best for the public as a doctor. Yeah. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Call and tell us what you think think about this decision to ban flavored e-cigarette products here, vaping products in uh, the state of Michigan. We are the first state to do that. Uh, Is that the right response to what has been going on? Is childhood vaping a public health emergency here in the state? And tell us what your personal experience has been with this. Do you see children uh, using these e-cigarettes and wonder and worry about what their health consequences might be? Uh, or do you think this is an overreach by the government? Is this the government trying to regulate in an area that it probably should not? Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Let's go to Jackie in Chesterfield Township. Jackie, welcome to the show. Hello? Hi. Hi. I think that this rule is absolutely ridiculous. If cigarettes are available, I know so many people that have quit smoking cigarettes because of the vape that they've been able to do. And a lot of them like the flavor. I believe that it's the fault of the people that are selling the vape, just like those that sell cigarettes and liquor, what is the difference? This is an adult product, not a child product. Keep it out of the hands of kids, but adults have the absolute right to do this. Mm. Uh, Jack- public health. Yeah, Jackie, great, great call and great questions. Um, uh, Dr. Khaldun, uh, I'll start with this question of, uh, of, of why the extreme, I guess, uh, measure here. In other words, is there a way to prevent children from engaging with these products but protect adults' rights to to be able to do it? Uh, Yes. So let me also say that in December of 2018, the Surgeon General, Jerome Adams, uh, also said that youth vaping was a public health uh, Mm -hmm. epidemic. Mm -hmm. And so this is not unfounded. Uh, We are not saying that e-cigarettes are illegal. What we are saying is that flavors such as bubblegum, fruit flavors are are illegal. Uh, And so uh, anyone will still be able to get those uh, vaping products, particularly adults, uh, if they do want to. Okay. And, And then also talk about this as an alternative to smoking, in other words, that that is this uh, as bad, I suppose, a public health scourge as cigarette smoking? And as Jackie points out, is it is it a good alternative for people who don't want to or can't give up their addiction to nicotine? Again, certainly, if adults want to stop smoking and use uh, e-cigarettes as, as an alternative. Uh, 
that is not what this emergency rule is about. This is specifically about getting these products out of the hands of our youth and to curb inappropriate advertising, which is also something that the Surgeon General uh, talked about mm-hmm. in his advisory in late 2018. And, and, and I want to be clear here. It, it is no flavors that, that the ban uh, says, correct? That, that no flavored e-products are going to be able to be sold in stores or online. Do I have that wrong? When the emergency rules become final, that is what we are uh, promoting, yes. Right. So so this idea that it's only children is not so. I mean, adults then also will not be able to buy these products. That is correct. Okay. Uh, Jackie, thanks very much again for the call uh, and the questions. Let's go to Tom in northwest Detroit. Yeah, Tom. good morning okay, to both of you. You know what, Steve? Children are, to, they are to be protected, and, in, and you know, and in terms of um, this whole thing with this vaping, I don't smoke. Okay, so let me say that up front. But I mean, we all have the same respiratory system, and if it's going, to, if it will affect children, it will affect adults. And I would hate to see it get to the point where it becomes a. Um, a, a I can't find the word right. I'm having a senior moment. But I can't, you know, when it would be get get to the point of where it's an emergency that we're going to have to start, you know, doing something about it. I'd rather, you know, what they say, you nip it in the bud early, and you don't have to, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and you don't have to worry about pounds of cure later on down the road with a whole bunch of young kids and even some of the adults, you know, who have this, uh, screwed up respiratory system because of this vaping. Mm. So, so Tom, it sounds like you're more broadly against the idea of vaping, not just uh, not just the flavored uh, e-cigarettes, but but e-cigarettes in general. Like I said, I don't smoke, and you know sometimes people become their own worst enemies. It's like okay, cigarettes. You know, it's on the side that it causes cancer. But people go out and buy them and stick them in their mouth, and they inhale the stuff anyway. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's what I'm saying. But, you know, to add one more thing to this, I mean, especially, you know, we're talking about kids. I mean, you know, they start out, and they got the odds, of, you know, stacked against them of living a normal, healthy, productive, you know, life. Mm. Yeah. Um, Tom, I really appreciate the call uh, and the comments. Uh, thanks very much for joining the show. Let's go to Sarah in Berkeley. Sarah, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, I was just um, wanting to ask the doctor regarding um, some issues that I have seen recently on social media about a vaping illness that is uh, kind of like an epidemic happening on the East Coast. I believe it was like New Jersey that several older teenagers had become, I don't know if they're critically ill or if they actually passed away, and how dangerous is it to, for anyone, kind of what the man said before, um, to vape in general, because Mm. uh, people don't only vape um, nicotine, there's also, since we have medical marijuana here, I know that a lot of people vaping marijuana products. THC and and CBD, sure. Yes, and how dangerous is it to vape in general, can you get that illness from any kind of vape, or is it specific to the e, hmm. um, the e thing? Yeah, uh, great question, Sarah. I appreciate the call, uh, Dr. Caldoun. Uh, 
Um, talk about this vaping illness that we are starting to see press coverage of, what that is and how, how much that's related to the decisions that you are making here in Michigan. Absolutely. It absolutely contributes to why this is a public health emergency across the country, actually, in over 25 states. uh, We've seen reports of over 200 cases of this severe respiratory illness that, again, the CDC uh, and several state uh, health leaders are still investigating. So what's scary is we don't know yet what exactly the cause is. What we do know is that people are getting very, very ill. They're coming down with things like shortness of breath. Some people are even ending up on ventilators in intensive care units. We've seen uh, at least one death that we believe is related to this. Uh, And we are investigating currently six cases in Michigan. All of the cases uh, have a history of recent vaping. And so absolutely, um, it's something we should be concerned about. And again, not just for kids, you're you're right, also for adults. Uh, This is something that's evolving currently across the country. And and the second part of that question was about the the rising use, I guess, of marijuana products and in these uh, vaping, uh, these vaping tools or products, I guess you would, you would call them. Is there a separate concern about THC and CBD uh, use in these things, which I think also comes in a flavored variety uh, than there is with the nicotine? There, I think there is. And as we uh, work through these emergency rules and look to getting final rules uh, set in place, we will be looking at that as well. But again, you're, you are right. Across the country, we are seeing many of these cases uh, did uh, vape these THC products. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about vaping and e-cigarettes and this new ban here in Michigan on flavored e-vaping products. Uh, Stay with us, and stay with us on the phones. Jeff and Ferndale will get to you next. If you want to join him, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining. My guest is uh, Dr. Joe Caldoun, who is the chief medical executive here in the state of Michigan. We're talking about the governor's decision to issue an order to ban flavored e-cigarette products because they are appealing to children. Uh, and Dr. Caldoun says there is a public health emergency here in the state of Michigan uh, around the idea of childhood vaping. We want to hear what you think about this new ban. We want to hear what you think about vaping products. Are you somebody who sees children using these products and is concerned about their health consequences? Uh, what do you think about vaping in general? Is that a reasonable alternative to cigarettes, or is it its own health risk and something that probably needs more regulation than we are seeing right now? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 
1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will uh, get you into the conversation. I want to start this segment with a call, and then I want to play a clip to get us to talk about the commercial implications of all of this. So we'll start here with Jeff in Ferndale. Jeff, what's on your mind? Hey, thank you, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, she just said it. It's the THC pods. It doesn't have anything to do with regular vaping. I smoked for 34 years. I tried vaping, and I haven't bought a pack of cigarettes since. Now, the state loses money with every pack of cigarettes that is not sold. They make money from cigarettes, and I guarantee you, if we revisit this conversation a year from now, more kids will be smoking a year from now. I think they know exactly what they're doing. They're working on behalf of big tobacco, and more kids will be smoking a year from now hmm. if we get rid of the flavors. Wow. Uh, so, so, Jeff, you think eliminating the vaping products will send children in particular back to cigarettes? Yes, I do. And uh, quite frankly, I smoked for 34 years. It may send me back to cigarettes, hmm. which is really what their goal is. Wow. If they're eliminating all flavors, why is the only flavor that will be available? tobacco. Wow. Jeff, that's a great question. Uh, Dr. Khaldun, I'll give you a a chance to to answer what Jeff's saying. Is this just a boon to the tobacco industry? As a doctor, as a public health expert, I do what's right for the public's health. And so uh, we've seen a significant increase in the number of youth that are vaping. Um, And this is after we got a handle in some ways on the tobacco epidemic, particularly amongst youth. We're seeing a reversal of that public health uh, win, if you will. And so the reason why we're moving forward with this, the reason why it is an emergency is specifically because we need to protect the health of our youth. Okay. I also quickly want to play a clip from WDET's Alec McLennan, who spoke with Billy Dabish, uh, who works at Detroit Smoke and Vape. And he says this is going to hit his business really hard. A lot of people, they've qu- they started vaping and they quit smoking cigarettes. It worked a lot. It worked really good for everybody that was doing it. Um, man, it's, I can't believe they're about to ban it. A lot of the cigarette scales are going to go through the roof. Now, Honestly, I mean... What else are people going to do? Well, they are. You can still vape. You just can't use flavored vape. I mean, honestly, bro, it's flavors everything, man. They're not going to go back to a Newport or a Marlboro or something. About how much of your your sales uh, for your business is flavored products tied to? About how much of it do you think it makes up? Maybe like forty percent of my store. Forty percent. All right. So. Do you see them continuing to vape without the flavored cartridges, or do you think they would, they'll would they go back to cigarettes? Bro, if they banned it, honestly, I'm just going to throw everything away. I mean, honestly, I don't, you know, I don't want the problems or anything. I'm going to really throw it away. I'm going to lose 40% of my store. Hmm. So he says he's going to lose 40% of his store, uh, and he's worried that people will go back to cigarettes. Uh, again, Dr. Khaldun, we're the only state so far to take this step. Uh, have How much have you thought about the commercial implications of that uh, and whether that um, could also help fuel another crisis with people going back to cigarettes again. 
We have thought about it. I've not seen any data to uh, say that that is actually true. Uh, the Surgeon General, uh, even Juul, has talked about limiting uh, flavored tobacco products. And again, given what we've seen, uh, we need to be bold and we need to need to do what's right to protect our youth. Okay. Dr. Jonay Khaldun, the chief medical executive here in the state of Michigan. I'm really glad you came to help explain this to us here on Detroit Today. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, We're going to continue now with phones. And again, 313-577-1019 is the number. Call and tell us what you think about vaping. Let's go to Elise in Royal Oak. Elise, welcome to Detroit Today. Thing. Um, yeah, my name's Elise. Um, I'm married to an ex-smoker. He smoked from a very young age, and he grew up in a smoking household. The only way he was able to stop smoking tobacco products in a dried, rolled paper form like a cigarette or cigar was because of vape products. He moved over to a vaping rig um, that he buys e-fluid for and fills himself. He's very careful about his sources. He knows the products he's buying and all their ingredients. He knows how to keep his rig turned low so that the glycerin in his product does not turn into formaldehyde and harm his lungs. And he prefers flavors. He's a 37-year-old man who likes pina colada flavored vape fluid and caramel and coffee. Um, and, and this is a, a pretty upsetting ban that happened really suddenly. Um, he works very hard and he needs to relax and instead of grabbing a beer he has a few puffs on a nicotine product hmm. um and i so let me ask you let me ask you this prohibition yeah so at least let me ask you whether you think uh number one that he's risking his health in a different way maybe not as a severe as a way as cigarettes but but perhaps uh something that will have real consequences for him uh, if he continues. And then let me ask you what you think about these flavored e-cigarettes being marketed the way they are. I mean, who is bubblegum flavored uh, vaping targeted for if it's not children? You know, I've never liked bubblegum flavor, not even as a little child. <laughs> that was always the thing I was throwing out out of my Halloween candy. So um, I don't, I can't speak to that. Um, but, but I know that grownups like flavors. we we go out and buy ice cream in flavors. We don't just buy, you know, plain ice cream. They don't even sell it. Um, we buy sodas in flavors. I, I mean, if you look at um, the, the market for craft beer, it's, it's all about many different flavors. Um, I don't see how saying that, that fruit flavors, that watermelon is specifically just something that children like and that mm. adults have to just smoke things that are plain flavored. Mm. And and do you worry about your husband's health with these things, given you the know, things that we're seeing with the vaping illness? Uh, all I of a do. Sudden? I've been sending him the articles um, about things that happen. And and he said, man, those kids must have had their, their uh, rig, their machine turned up too hot to make cool tricks um, the, because you can make more vapor and make more shapes with the cloud if you turn up your machine to a dangerous level. Mm. Um, he definitely doesn't do it around children. He definitely is very careful to be outside. Um, but it's so much less difficult to breathe for me as, a, as an asthmatic around someone vaping than around someone smoking a cigarette. It is so much less harmful just, just to be around it. Mm. So um, I, it, it's, you know, it's like, 
trading uh, uh, eating a lot of, of fatty products to eating something that's more healthy. Um, if he needs that, that's what he needs. You know, it's just a lifelong thing. It's not like something that he was able to give up, and he right. tried to quit many, many times. Yeah. Elise, I really appreciate the call uh, and and your perspective there. Uh, let's go to Mike in Rochester Hills. Mike, welcome, welcome to Detroit today. Are you there, Mike? Yes. Hello, Stephen. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, first of all, Stephen, I'm I'd like to say I'm, I'm concerned about how this debate is being framed today. Uh, kind of, do I, am I concerned about um, the dangers of vaping and should it be regulated or am I not concerned? And, and I think really the, the reaction of the Michigan government is, is different than that. Um, first of all, yes, I am concerned, but I think that what they have done is is wrong. It's a promulgation of the nanny state. And it has been done by the doctor's own admission uh, based on anecdotal evidence hmm. uh, and not empirical evidence. Uh, I think there's plenty of things that we regulate here in the state uh, from kids, such mm-hmm. as regular cigarettes, liquor, driving, uh, that is based on age. So, so you would support. Uh, a, so, Mike, you would support. You would support enforcement of limitations that we do with other products, and not a, a, a blanket ban. In other words, a more restrained response to try to deal with the the the, the, the childhood issue. Absolutely, absolutely. I think we have we have a right as parents to regulate what our our children do, and we have. I, I think that having this, the state support that is is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's that's my opinion. But mm-hmm. I, I think just this knee-jerk reaction from the state is, is very concerning to me. I voted for uh, Gretchen Whitmer based on the roads. If I mean, if this is the kind of thing that she's going to be doing to, to, you know, mommy knows best behavior, mm-hmm. I'm I mean, it gives me pause. Yeah. That's, all, Mike, that's all I have to say, Steve. Okay. Mike, I really appreciate the call and the perspective. That's uh, a very thoughtful uh, uh, way to approach this, that, that maybe there was a less restrictive way for the state to achieve the goal that it set out. Uh, let's go to Paula in Detroit. Paula, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to say that um, I think these products are, the flavors are monitored, marketed to children, Mm -hmm. and um, I applaud the governor's decision. I don't agree with everything that she does, even on the roads. I thought that was a bit extreme as far as the taxes. Um, But this is a public health crisis, and um, we need to get a handle on it. All all those vape makers, um, they market just flavors to children. You can get um, vapor that just has flavor in it, no no nicotine, no CBD. I know kids um, who have been vaping, mm-hmm. and I know people who smoke who went to vaping and went back to smoking. Mm. Um, it's, you know, nicotine is an addictive chemical, and kids don't realize that when they're inhaling that, that, that that's going to be something that's with them for the rest of their lives. Right. I mean, many smokers start when they're very young and they regret it. Yeah. Um, so Paula, we have to get a handle on this. Yeah, Paula, I appreciate the, that perspective as well. I see a lot of kids 
uh, with these e-cigarettes as well, and it, and it worries me too. Thanks uh, very much for, for calling into the program. Let's go to Allie in Dearborn. Allie, I've got about a minute left, but uh, I want to get you in here. Yeah. Hi, Stephen. Um, I just wanted to give us a perspective of someone I graduated in 2013, um, and I also have um, family that graduated in high school just last year. So I feel like this is like the prime age that we're talking about when we say like our youth vaping. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was in high school, I really didn't know much about it. And not many of my peers were doing it. Um, and now talking to um, the girl I know who just graduated recently from high school, it seems like every single one of her friends has one of the little vapes. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely not a way to like wean off smoking for them. This is like their introduction hmm. into smoking. Um, and it's kind of just a weird, a really weird trend. It seems like they just aren't concerned at all about what the future health implications may or may not be. Right. It's just something like since one per it's a total peer pressure thing. When one person has it at like a party, then the other kids want to do it. Yeah, yeah it's really yeah. strange. Yeah, Allie, I really appreciate that perspective, especially this idea of it being a way for teens to start smoking. They're not coming from cigarettes; they're going to vaping and then maybe to cigarettes. Thanks again for the call. All right, that's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow, and I hope you will too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk more tomorrow.